Hello, 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 everyone. It is Wired Monday. It's your girl, Anita Love, the hate, the hate, coming to you guys from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God is good. He continues to bless me. My family is blessed. Another day above ground is always a blessing. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to talk with myself, Anita Love. This weekend was very, very decent. Um, I went out of town for work. However, it wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on my podcast today, I'm just going to do some random topics, hot trending stories of mine. I wanted to talk about Janelle Monet, Tyra Banks, and many, many more that was stunning and shining on the 2018 BET Awards red carpet. Want to talk about 2018 BT Awards winner list and the 17 tweets that pretty much sum up the 2018 BET Awards. Along with that, and I want to ask you a question: Does Meek Mill have new music coming out or not? Nah? Because I know you've heard now that the root is holding it down at the BET Awards last well the weekend. And they were accompanied by birds and young folks and celebrities alike, all that good stuff. And among the famous, 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 famous of the babes was Meek Mill, who was also at the award show, and he supposedly was dropping hints about something big. And I'm assuming it's some music, so I don't know. I just thought maybe I'd ask you guys what you thought about it. Yes, going on. I don't know if y'all were watching the social media all that good stuff about 18-year-old that was 8-year-old that was at the center of the petty, petty controversy of a white woman calling the police on her. Well, let me rephrase that. A white woman allegedly called the police for selling bottled water. Right? Well, anyway, she got this genuine, generous, 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 Surprise from this man where he surprised her with a trip to Disneyland because of the goodwill of her generous and all this good stuff. Um, it was following the, the viral video showing the woman that reportedly called the cops to report the San Francisco little girl for selling water. The young girl and her mom, the woman lives lies, I'm sorry, have drastically changed for the better and worse. Respectfully, so I want to talk about that as well. Netflix also black talent recreate iconic a great day in Harlem photo. It's like a 47 phenomenal black talent from the 20 plus Netflix original shows. You guys, I want you guys to go online and Google the Netflix black black talent recreate iconic photo, or just Google a great day in Harlem photo, and you see what I'm talking about. But I want you guys to talk about that. And some sad news after a brutal killing of a 15-year-old in the Bronx, gang apologizes for targeting wrong person. Can you imagine? As a parent, your 15-year-old child was mistakenly killed for allegedly being connected to a sex tape that was circulating on social media. I'm going to come back with you on that. The biggest problem that I have with a lot of the media that I am talking about is it's pertaining to blacks, and it's pertaining to some of the things that we do to each other. And it's also pertaining to the ignorance of white people that feel so self-absorbed that they feel like they can call the police at the top of a dime whenever it is convenient for them. Now, I was watching um, 
and I never watched Fox, you know what I'm saying, but I was watching this Fox News thing, and one of Trump's supporters was telling this black man that he's out of his cotton-picking mind doing an appearance on the Fox Friends. And he's a former deputy campaign manager for Donald Trump that told a black Democratic, yes, that he was out of his cotton-picking mind doing a headed panel debate concerning the president immigration rowing on Fox and Friends. That's crazy, right? It just, to me, is appalling that these people have no respect for anybody. It's like, I, and, and this is the thing. I'm not asking for you to respect us as a whole. It's just, because this, what, what they're doing is not something that just automatically, just all of a sudden, the switch came on and they said, oh, let me treat people this way. They've been this way. So that's not a secret. The problem is you feel like you can do that. And we supposed to just take it and just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, I'll be racist to us. Yeah, turn this any kind of way. Oh, it's nothing. No. People come and listen to my podcast, and whenever I talk about something pertaining to race relations, people turn and try to turn it into a debate of why me as a black woman feel the way I feel about the nasty, blatant disrespect, racism that another race have displayed towards Black and brown people, and I'm happen to be black, one of those black and brown people. I'm just saying. But you come on my podcast and you talk about what I talk about, but not in the sense in which I'm talking about it. You want to turn it into a debate of someone using a race card as an excuse to just talk about race. No. I live in this country. I have experienced racism from different people. So it's not about me using something as an excuse. Now, no, I don't think that everything that goes on in a person like people are supposed to just run back and just bring it, blame it on other people for them not working or blame it on other people for them being in the situation they're in. Especially if they're not working and they're not making themselves better or they're not pushing themselves to try to get in a better position. It's different when you've always worked your ass off, always pushed yourself, but situations and circumstances have kept you at a certain point because of people around you. I'm not talking about when you have to take care of your family members because they're sick. I'm not talking about when you get laid off from a job and you can't get a job somewhere else, but you're putting in the work to go to these interviews, to put in applications, you're going to these trainings, you're going to these continuing education, you're doing whatever it is for you to do for you to get this job, but nobody won't hire you. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the ones that's able and have an able body where they can get their ass up and move and work and go to school or do something and they choose to do nothing but sit on their ass. I'm talking about I don't excuse that. I don't. And I'm not going to make excuses for ones that are lazy. I'm not going to do that either. But I'm not going to get any further in this. I want you guys to tune in, come back, listen to my podcast, and um, let's talk about it. And y'all can chime in and all that good stuff. And again, for your attention, I thank you. Yes, I will be back. All right, talk to talk high topics around the world news with your girl Anita. Love to hate to hate. BET Awards was this weekend, and there were some amazing nominees 
as well as some accolades, or shall I say recognitions, of great charity, um, act of, of heroism. Just, um, and then Miss Anita Baker was honored. It was amazing. Um, the stars packed the Los Angeles Microsoft Theater on Sunday for the 2018 BET Awards to see the very best in black entertainment be honored. Now, the show was jam-packed, like I said, with so many performances that not all of the awards were handed out on the telecast. Um, the awards and comeback um, that I thought some people, <laughs> you know, that I was looking at Twitter and some people were talking about, hey, I wonder how many people just sit and say, hey, I want to listen to Anita Baker. And I kind of felt some type of way with some of the tweets that were going on. Um, people didn't like how Jimmy, um, not Jimmy, Jamie Foxx hosted the the show, which I thought he was doing a great job, but that's just my opinion. And I think the problem is the fact that people don't listen to the Anita Baker type of music of the world anymore. Everything is just popping bottles and, you know, all around the world with the different girls and the models and I want the Brazilian and all that stuff. So you you take away from the the love and the intimacy and the caring part of music and people are now just focusing on the partying part. And I think in this world of music, it's big enough for everybody. Um, I think when you're dealing with music, I think you're supposed to mix it. That way it doesn't get lost and it won't be tweets like, well, who who's all listening to Anita Baker or how many times people say, I love Anita Baker. And the way the show was ran, the different mix of it, I think that's what we needed because it was it was it was amazing for me. I, I, I like that, I'm just saying. And the live music, yes, I was here for it. But the winners of um last night, I'm just gonna name a few for best collaboration. Bruno Mars featuring Cardi B, Finesse remix. Um, DJ Cali featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller, Wild Thoughts. Um, DJ Cali featuring Jay-Z, Future, and Beyonce, Top Off. Cardi B featuring 21 Savage, Bartier. Um, so, yes, best collaboration. DJ Cali featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller, Wild Thoughts. You know what I didn't understand was... And this was just me. Well, it was not just me. It was other people, too. DJ Khaled was nominated for all these different songs, right? But all he did was did the beat, or shall I say, the feature, or shall I say, here's another one. <laughs> the whole album. Other people were the ones singing and rapping. But he the one got all, I don't know. I'm not going to throw it in shade. Anyway, Best New Artist. They had... AGR, they had Daniel Caesar, they had Gold Link, A Bougie with the Hoodie, and then they had Scissor. And Scissor won that um, category. Yes, yeah, to you, honey. Best Actress, Laputa, 
Issa Rae, Angela Bassett, um, Loretta Wright, Taraji P. Henson, and Tiffany Haddish. And yes, she ready. Tiffany Haddish won Best Actress, which honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be Angela Bassett or Taraji P. Henson. That's just my um, humble opinion. Um, Only because of the movie and the work that they have consistently been doing and not just from Girl Trip. And I'm not saying that Tiffany Haddish didn't earn it. I'm just saying that when you look at the work that's being done continuously, I would have thought that those two would have been way ahead. But that was just my opinion. I don't know. Um, Moving on. Best group. It was a Tribe Called Quest, Nerd, uh, Race Murder, and the Migos. Chloe X Haley, which is a group of Beyonce's sisters, um, and Migos won best group. Yes, honey. I'm not a fan of Migos. Just saying. Then the best international act was Booba from France, Casper Nyavez from South Africa, Daja from France, um, Davada, Nigeria, Destruction Boy, South Africa, Fali Apuda, Apupa, or something like that. It's the Dominican Republic of Congo. Jay Huss of United Kingdom. Naska, Aniska, it's one of the two, from France. Twa Savage uh, from Nigeria. Stefan Don, United Kingdom, and Storms. United Kingdom and um, Davado from Nigeria is the one won best international act and I'm going to be honest with you I don't know who none of these people are I really don't I'm sorry I don't um, best movie Girls Trip A Wrinkle in Time Detroit Mudbone and Black Panther and the winner for that was is Black Panther, which Girls Trip was good. Detroit was amazing. Mudbound was amazing. Black Panther was amazing. Um, and if I had to choose, I'm going to be honest with you, even though I like Black Panther, I would have chose Detroit. That's just my humble opinion. I don't know much about The Wrinkle in Time. I saw some of it and I, I, I fell asleep on it, trying to watch it three times and I didn't really get to finish it. I don't know why, because I heard that the movie was pretty amazing. But anyway, Black Panther won. Then they have Coca-Cola Viewers' Choice Award. The categories, um, the nominees were Scissor featuring Travis Scott, Love Galore, Cardi B, Bodak Yellow, Kendrick Lamar, Humble, Drake, God's Planned, Migos featuring Cardi B and Nicki Minaj Motorsports. DJ Khaled featuring Rihanna and Bryson Taylor. Taylor Why Thoughts. And the winner of the Coca-Cola Viewers Choice Award went to the lovely Miss Cardi B, Bodak Yellow. Which, I love Kodak Yellow. I'm a huge fan of Cardi B. But if we're going to be honest with you, I would have given it to Kendrick Lamar Humble. Um, that would have been my type choice. Drake, God's Plan would have been my second choice. I'm just saying. And then it would have been Cardi B and then Scissor. I'm just saying. But congratulations to my girl. I love, 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 love um, 
everything that she has been doing and just amazing, amazing. Um, one of the things that people like myself that look forward to the most when the BET Awards rolls around is when our favorite black celebrities shed the red carpet down. And 2018 was no different from any other year. There were some amazing looks. Some of my favorite looks that I feel that people will still be talking about, and they're probably still talking about it today, is Janelle Monet. She was um, in this beautiful pride-inspired dress. Um, it's like a, it's almost like a spaghetti strap, kind of. It looks like um, a lingerie with a long skirt hooked to it, and it's like these rainbow pride it's just beautiful you had to see it um and they were tweeting did someone say pride because janelle monet is turning heads with this look it was pretty normally i'd be like oh my god that's too much oh my god i really like it and everybody know about two months ago she openly identified herself as a pansexual but she was strutting down that red carpet in a nicholas um Joe Brand green bold eyes and yellow rainbow squirt to represent for Pride Month. Um, it was just beautiful. I have to, it was beautiful. And then DJ Loaf, Dage Loaf, um, I don't know why I said DJ. Um, she was killing it in the pink. Like, I thought that was amazing. Ashanti, she was turning head, um, in this. Um, gold-looking jacket dress with this belt cross. Um, I didn't really care for the like the little high-shouldered type of thing, but other than that, it was cute. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I was here for it. Um, what else? Um, Logan Browning. She looked it amazing. I mean, her vision in white. It was just beautiful. I, I liked it. It was it was really nice. The entire banks with the um, the embroidered golden jumpsuit. She looked good, and she had the bob. It was nice. Bob and weave, bob and weave, bob and weave. Anyway, she looked good. Then, uh, <laughs> Keith Stanford's interesting look is one that people will never forget, or shall I say, they won't forget anytime soon because he came on the red carpet this with this kind of energy I would like to carry through this whole week but I know I won't and he had like this I don't know if it's a wig I don't know what it was but and then he had like this polka dot thing I don't know you guys go to the BET Awards gallery and you'll see what I'm talking about Lakeith Stanfield you'll see it but it was kind of interesting though you know what I'm saying with the crazy hair and then Naomi, she was giving us the 90s Mariah. And honey, I was here for it. She had the high slit up the thigh. It was like a two-piece. It was nice. It was pretty. I was I was loving it. And then um, Amandala Sternberg, she was had this little playful metallic gold dress. I wasn't really here for the dress, but she still looked amazing with the dress on it. I'm just saying. Um, then, um, Terry Crews was looking stylish. Um, 
he and he looked at happy he looked at sexy he looked at happy i loved his shoes which people are like girl you like the most yes i love the shoes he just looked amazing and then their um waka flocka and, and tammy Rivera, they looked at amazing um she had on this red dress fitted of course with the split walker hat on this white shirt with like this thunder thing going across the arm with his black pants i mean they looked at amazing of course to me she makes him look good but whatever and she had her hat pulled back in this ponytail which she, i mean she makes a lot of things that simple look amazing so i was here for it and then it has Storm Rhyme. She showed us the definition of this teenage sleigh in her Golaski theme blouse and skirt. Like she was very, 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 very pretty. Like it's like don't grow up too fast. Like slow down just a little bit. I don't know, but she was very, very pretty, and I was here for it. Like she's very cute. And of course, McMill was there, but he was dressed very comfortable with his slacks and his sneakers. And he had this freedom um, shirt on. Like, he was very comfortable. You know? And then he performed. Like, it was just a very powerful performance. And just stay woke, you guys. Because he had the entire room silent from his performance. And just what he had to say. I don't know. Uh, Skya Jackson arrived on the carpet in an a nice ensemble. She was very, very cute. Um, but I'm telling you one thing. She got your attention. She did not come to play. I'm just saying. And then Chloe, ex Haley, they kept it funky and fun in their crop tops and high-waisted skirts. Um, and I wish them nothing, nothing but beautiful, continuous success. They are some beautiful women. Um... They was opening for the Carters. They're actually on Beyonce's label. But anyway, they were amazing. They looked beautiful. And then Khaled and his family arrived with their baby, Ash, wearing his custom Gucci from head to toe. You know what's funny? And congratulations also for the Best Collaboration Award. Why I thought Future Rihanna and Bryson Taylor definitely Song of the Summer of 2017. I will agree with you on that because... I love the whole style of it. But anyway, my what I was going to say is he only has one child and he is obsessed with his child. And I know you're supposed to love your child and supposed to give him all this unconditional love. But I'm like, dang, thank God y'all only had one child. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I wonder, like, could you be able to give that much energy to each and every one of your children individually like that? Getting suits, custom made, Gucci suits. Like, I don't know. But that's just me. Um, but nonetheless congratulations and he has a beautiful family and all that good stuff but i think one of the biggest highlights for me of that of the bet show um awards was when jamie fox and yolanda adams paid tribute to anita baker at the 2018 um bet awards every year as you know the bet awards play tribute to their musical legends and they honor the legendary singer miss anita baker this weekend um jamie fox marsha ambrosius uh ladessa and yolanda adams they performed anita baker's most classic hits on the show and sang the roof off the las vegas microsoft theater i mean you guys jamie fox 
Medley was amazing. I'm not gonna he is super super talented. Um Ambrosia was just very she was beautiful for one. Um and her vocal of course and Anita Yolanda Adams oh my god she sang for the God and then Anita Baker did this amazing um acceptance speech um, which I thought was very beautiful, and I thought it was very, very necessary. Um, and I was glad that she did it, to be honest with you. Um, let me see if I can get you to listen. It's coming up. I guess it's not coming. I guess it wants to think. <laughs> Here it comes. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me in honoring the 2000. Well, I'm having technical difficulties with this acceptance speech. But anyway, you guys. Okay, now I want to play. Just a little bit. 
And when I came up in the business, I had amazing people like Tom Joyner at radio. I had amazing formats like The Quiet Storm that supported me as a young artist. And I would ask the singers that are veterans here, when you see the young ones, tap them on the shoulder. They need you. Young ones, young ones, now that you're here tonight, look around the room and find a veteran and tap him on the shoulder and introduce yourself. Let's take care of each other. We need each other. We can't do it alone. Thank you for this welcome home, BET. Thank you. She is very classy and I love her. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, I don't know if you guys tuned in, but if you want to see any videos, any pictures, any behind the scene, any of the looks that I mentioned to you that were my favorite looks on the red carpet, um, you can actually go to ebony.com and look at it. And um, you can even go and listen to um, the tribute that Jamie Foxx and Ladessa and Yolanda Adams that they did um, to Miss Anita Baker, and congratulations to you too, ma'am, and congratulations to all the nominees, even the ones that didn't win, the ones that did win, um, just congratulations, and keep doing your thing, and much respect to BET for continuing, 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 continuing to love and support and all that good stuff. God is good. Peace. I'll be back. You guys don't go anywhere. Talk the talk with Anita Love. All right, talk the talk. More hot topics. This is regarding Meek Mill because everyone is wondering do we have new music coming or is he just playing with us? Because we want to know. You know, there are people that are fans of Meek Mill and they're wondering is he really making an album or what is really going on because he was at their wash, BET Award show this Sunday. And he's just been dropping hints about something big, but we're not really sure what it is. This Philadelphia native who was released from prison back in April is still fighting what some would call one of the greatest battles of his life. McMill was born, was born Robert Williams, is among the swift of people of color trapped in the American criminal justice system, a system that is overrepresented in a black and brown bodies. What's good, Meek and fans? still wants music and based on their Instagram stocking like me, Meek's dropping little breadcrumbs. So yeah, Meek's definitely got something cooking. Um, there's this little video snippet of him on Instagram that kind of made you think that maybe he's hanging around to something. Um, but I don't know. And then he has his exhibit of a um, well, it's a billboard all over L.A. that says, stay woke. And then there's this other um, young boy in L.A. for the BET's award show, which kind of like sealed the deal for a lot of people that's kind of assinuating that, or assuming. And then he have this little video clip where it say, America's criminal justice system, and then He's talking on the background. 
They told us to hate each other before we learn how to walk. Odds against you and they double stack, stay woke, right? So people are saying that this little video clip is a sign that maybe he has an album coming out. I don't know. Then he has this billboard across L.A. that's saying stay woke. Then he's performing at the BET, stay woke. So people are kind of thinking that maybe he is. I don't know. For me, um, I kind of think he is, but I don't know. I, you know, I, I hate to assume and then it turn out to be a nay, but you know what? I will be looking and I will be interested to see um, if he's coming out with new music. I'm just saying, because, you know, people love new music, especially from people that they respect. And I know that Meek Mill has been trying to shine light on the racial injustice in America. And his new album, his new single of Stay Woke at the 2000 BET Awards, it's, it's, it's what was needed. And after much speculations, That was a clear picture that he has an album coming out. But people are just saying, oh, it's just a single. But is it really just a single? Is it just an album or what it is? I'm thinking it's an album. I don't know. Meek Mill was introduced by a group of Philly native, Black Thought, Questlove, Lil Uzi Vert, along with the 76ers, Marker Fritz, and Kevin Hart, right when, you know, for him to perform at the BET Awards. He has a lot of support. Um... And like I said, on his Instagram video, he teased a little bit. But most important, he, the gentleman, welcomed Meek back into the public eye. Musically, that is. Um, clad in XX10 Tashin hoodie, the 31-year-old Meek Mill took the BET audience at the streets of Philadelphia. Like, literally, the stage was transformed into a Philadelphia street corner. It was as though Meek was narrating a story of his life in the lives of many black and brown men who live in an American system that profits off of their imprisonment. He was joined by corner Miguel Meek. Um, well, Miguel was singing, Meek was rapping. How can I pledge allegiance to the flag when they're killing all our sons, all our dads? All the scene on stage involved, suddenly the bystanders, bystanders on stage were being attacked by police and you can guess what happened next, right? A black person was shot. Police placed an American flag over the dead body. The irony, while the 2018 BET Awards are over, you guys, Meek's fight for justice continue. But I want to welcome him back um, because, you know, he was gone and he has a lot of support and a lot, a lot of people, a lot, a lot. There are so many people that support him and he has so many fans and I think he has a platform to make a difference. Now, I want to bring to your attention some things in how the private prison companies make millions even when crime rates fall. Now, we're living in boom times for the private prison industry. The Correction Corporation of America, CCA, the national largest owner of private prison, has seen its revenue climb by more than 500% in the last two decades. And CCA wants to get much, much bigger. 
right? Last year, the company made an offer to 48 governors to buy and operate their state-funded prison. But what made CCA's pitch to those governors so crazy and shocking was that it included a so-called occupancy requirement, a clause demanding the state keep those newly privatized prisons at least 90% full at all times, regardless of whether crime was rising or falling. The occupancy requirements, as it turns out, you guys, are a common practice within the private prison industry. A new report by the Public Interest and Anti-Privatization Group reveals 62 contracts for private prisons operating around the country at the local and state level. Well, in the private interest found that 41 of those contracts included occupancy requirements mandating that local state government keep those facilities between 80 and 100% full. So in other words, whether crime is rising or falling, the state would keep those beds full. The report was found funded by grants from the Open Society Institute and Public Welfare. Um, all the big private prison companies, CCA, GEO Group, and the management and training corporations, they try to include these occupancy requirements in their contracts. Um, states with the highest occupancy requirements include um, Arizona. Arizona is three prison contracts with 100% occupancy guarantees. Oklahoma, three contracts with 98% occupancy guarantees. And Virginia, one contract with a 95% occupancy guarantee. At the same time, private prison companies have supported and helped write three-strike and truth and sentences, laws that drive up prison populations. These livelihoods depend on two on towns, cities, and states to send more people to prison and keep them there. You heard me. You might be wondering what happens when crime drops, right? And when these crime drops and prison populations dwindle in states that agree to keep their private prisons 80% or 90% full. Well, consider Colorado. The state's crime rate has sunk by a third in the past decade. And since 2009, five state-run prisons have shuttered because they weren't needed. Many more prisons bed remains empty in other state facilities. Yet, the state chose not to fill those beds because Democratic Governor John Hinkenlooper and CCA cut a deal to instead send 3,330 prisoners to CCA's three Colorado prisons. Colorado taxpayers foot the bill for leaving those state-run prisons underused. In March, Christy Donor, executive producer of the Colorado Criminal Justice Reform Coalition, estimated that the state wasted at least $2 million in taxpayer money using CCA's prisons instead of its own. That's just one example of how private prison companies keep the dollars rolling in, whether crime is rising or waning. It doesn't matter. Not surprisingly, though, in the public interest report, calls on local and state governments to refuse to include occupancy requirements and even ban such requirements with new legislation. With governmental priorities pulling public funds in so many direction, different directions, it makes no financial sense for taxpayers to fund empty prison beds. Well, there was this magazine, there was this article that it was like criminals how lockup quotas and low C guarantee privates for private prison. There's a group of generous donors that will match fifty thousand in donation dollar for dollar to help their new project to combat disinformation to get off the ground. 
So, if you're fed up with the lies that's coming from Washington and profiling on social media, help push back with a tax-deductible donation today when it will be doubled and go twice as far. Hiring a reporter and a data scientist to focus on this information, who's behind it, how it spreads, and how we can counter it isn't something we had planned to do, but it's what them the moment demands. And with 50000 in donation from readers like us um, and, you know, supporters, they will hit their ambitious 35000 goal and have enough resources to build a team. That is what their ad is saying. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> I know, right? So, it, something needs to be done. Something needs to be changed. Now, is it going to be changed? I doubt it. But I don't think it's something that we should take lightly and pretend that it doesn't exist. Because it does, it does exist and it's scary. And we have to figure out how we can fight back. So, to answer those questions, yes, Meek Mill is coming out with new music. Well, a single so far. So, I'm going to say yes, it's a whole new album coming, so let's be looking out for it, you guys. <laughs> but, in the meantime, he continued to fight his legal problems, and I wish him the best and everything. And I think that we, when it's time to go out and vote to not add these companies and not support these organizations, we have to vote against these things. It's not fair for big-time, multi-million-dollar companies to profit out of just keeping people in jail. That is wrong on so many levels. I'll be back with more hot topics. All right, talk to talk with Anita Love. More hot topic. Netflix, Black Talent recreated this iconic, a great day in Harlem photo. This is a 47 of Netflix phenomenal black talent from 20 plus original shows, films, and documentaries that came together to create this beautiful photo. A Great Day in Harlem that's inspired by this iconic 1958 photo, A Great Day in Harlem, as I've said. The photo, the photo was taken by Kawaka Austin, and they did a video as well that was accompanied with it that was directed by Lacey Duke. It was a pretty magical couple of hours. All these amazing, talented, beautiful individuals in one space being supportive and just looking stunning together. All here to pull off this one take wonder, Afri wonder it, even look everyone in an epic rendition of Lift Every Voice before they started shooting. It was beautiful and in a flash it was over. It was probably the most overwhelming two hours of their career. I was just so happy to be a part of the history is what Duke said who made the video. The talent in the video is different people from 13 Reasons Why, Luke Cage, um, Dear White People, 13th Century Part 5, On My Block, Glow, Stranger Thugs, Roxanne, Roxanne, um, like I said, Luke Cage, Orange is a New Black, Bobby Kennedy for President, How to Act Black, um, 
Alter Carbon, Riverdale, All About Me, Washington, Top Boy, The Holiday Calendar, How It Ends, um, Master of None, Dear White People, Stepsisters, Naked, Wokish, um, The Holiday Calendar, um, yeah, Yancey Ford, Vendezza, Olivia, um, Steven Silver, um, She's Gotta Have It, Spike Lee, um, Simone Mystic, um, Sierra Capri, um, Samantha Logan, Reverend Ron, um, Rhapsody, Quincy Brown, Nina Long, or Neil Long, I'm sorry, um, Mustafa, Chakor, Mike Coulter, Marlon Wayans, Logan Browning, Laverne Cox. It's so many. Um, it was just, it was, and I looked at the the picture and it was really pretty. You you guys can go to the root and see the see the picture as well as a video that's attached to it. It was really really nice. Um, I thought it was very tastefully done, and I was actually impressed um, at the picture. So yeah, you guys. We're going to go on to some more hurtful news. Um, we wanted to, I wanted to talk about um, the 15-year-old that was killed. Um, but you guys don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Moving on. A former deputy campaign manager for Donald Trump told a black commentator <clears throat> I'm sorry a black Democrat strategist that he was out of his cotton-picking mind during a heated panel debate concerning the president's immigration ruling on Fox and Friends. Now, the New York Daily News had reported that David Bowlesy and Joel Payne was discussing former CIA Director Michael Hayden's tweet of a photo of the World War II Nazareth concentration camp with the caption, other governments have separated mothers and children. It was clear response to Trump policy of separating children from their parents at the United States-Mexican border, right? An inhumane move that has drawn compassion and comparison to some of the most horrific human rights violations in history. That did not sit well with Bozer, the former Trump campaign aide, and now Trump TV apologist. Michael Hayden posted a picture of uh, this, and then Payne quickly interrupted. Yeah, that liberal Michael Hayden, that screaming liberal Michael Hayden. Mm-hmm. And that is where Bozer went. All freaking white men with it. Look, you're out of your cotton-picking mind. Obviously, Payne didn't take that so well. Kind of pick in mind. He said, brother, let me tell you something. I got some relatives who pick cotton, and I'm not going to allow you to attack me like that on TV. Um, but the New York Daily News explained the exchange. Ed Henry, a Fox News host and a discussion mediator, issued a statement once the show returned from a commercial break and said that while he wasn't sure what Bozer meant by the phrase, it's clearly offended Payne and others. I want to make sure that Fox News and this show myself, we don't agree with that particular phrase. It was obviously offensive in these debates get fury. That's unfortunate. We like to have honest and spirited debates, but not phrases like that, obvious. And so I will just leave it at that. Of course you will. 
the network doubled down in dissenting itself from Bose's comment in a statement that labeled his words deeply offensive and woefully inappropriate, right? His remarks remarks do not reflect the sentiments of Fox News and we do not in any way condone them, is what a spokesperson told Daily News. Whatever. Now, he po- he tweeted and he said during a heated segment on Fox and Friends today, I should have chosen my words more carefully. I never used the offensive phrase that I did. I apologize to Joe Payne for Fox News and his viewers. Okay, sir, sure, whatever. What is the side eye emoji when I need it? Because if I could have got on Twitter, because I haven't been on Twitter, it's exactly what I would have put on there. Like, boy, bye. You said exactly what we wanted to say. You didn't care. Period. That's how I feel when I'm sticking to it. And it's just sad that people feel like it's okay to talk to people that way. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's never going to be okay. I don't care how many times, you know, people get mad at what someone has to say. That is not okay. That is not okay. That is wrong on so many levels. And if you cannot control yourself, I don't care if it is a heated discussion, then you should not have a discussion on live TV or you should not be involved in any type of discussion anyway if you cannot control yourself. Do you think me as a person, when I'm having a discussion with people or when people saying certain things, that it doesn't touch me the wrong way and that I don't want to react crazy? Sometimes I want to just I want to get on their level of stupidity, but I can't. Especially when you're being lied on, you really want to go there. But you can't. You have to keep it together. Just saying. Anyway. I am going to be back to talk about the brutal killing of a 15-year-old in Bronx by, by game, and then they apologize because he was the wrong person. Yes. Senseless. I'll be back. Talk to talk, you guys. First off, thank you and welcome back to Talk to Talk with Anita Love to Hate to Hate. I would say let's talk about something amazingly happy, but it's not right now. But it is a a topic that's circulating all across social media and internet about a brutal killing of a 15-year-old child in the Bronx. And after he was murdered, the gang apologized for targeting the wrong person. There's a five suspect in Lysandra Jr. Guzmaz Felix killing, and they have been arrested. This was a 15-year-old who was killed mistakenly for allegedly being connected to a sex tape that was circulating on social media involving a teen girl and another teenage boy. Lysandra Jr. Guzmaz Felix was murdered at 11.40 p.m. on Wednesday, June the 20th, while he was exiting Cruz and Cheeky Grocery in the Bronx, New York. Five men of various ages stabbed the team repeatedly with machetes and it was caught. The attack was caught on video. The men reportedly are affiliated with a Dominican gang. The team's brother-in-law, Derek Goulion, told the, the news he and Govmaz Felix's sister received a slew of Facebook messages from the gang admitting to killing the team in error. They said, I quote, we had the wrong person. Guzmaz Felix, 17-year-old, genus Collado, 
Felix told the news, there's no way they knew who they were coming for. It hurts me every time I see a story like this in the news. I'm a mother, but I'm not a mother of boys. But if I was, I couldn't imagine losing my son. But I have daughters, and I can't imagine losing any of my own children. I mean, the violence and the hate needs to stop. There's too much other stuff already going on in this world. But to do this, it's it's horrible. And the fact that these are five grown men with knives that ganged up on a 15-year-old child is sickening to me. Also, the fact that there were bystanders, there were people watching and cars drove by and people were videoing while this child was being stabbed to death in the street is even more horrible. This child had dreams of becoming a police officer. At 15, he was never even in a fight and he was a good student. His mother, Leandra Felix, 38, said he loved video games and pizza. It has been very difficult in reckoning with her son's murder. She said that they broke her heart. They killed her son, and they killed her at the same time. He spent a lot of time, a great deal of time, with the Explorers program by the New York Police Department that specializes in mentoring and encouraging from officers. Everyone killed him from the girl that lied about being raped. Her brother, his gang, store owner, everyone who watched as he got jumped by five men. And the men that told him to run into the run to the hospital as he was bleeding to death. The hell with every single one of y'all. Y'all disgust me. On Sunday. The news reported that the five suspects in the teen's killing were arrested. As authorities continue their search, people online have offered assistance. They did a GoFundMe campaign that was launched with an initial goal of $1,500. Um, I'm sorry, $15,000 has raised over $100,000. And according to the ABC 7 New York, the family has called for a boycott of the bodega where the murder took place. Family members said workers in the now shuttered store did nothing to help the young man. She doesn't understand how they let the store owners or employees or whoever is there let him come back out like that when he's cut in the main artery. I don't understand what took so long to even call the police. It's it's horrible and it's heart-wrenching to even think that this child suffered at something that wasn't even true and for something that he didn't even do. Wasn't even the right person. This world is so cold and full of anger and resentment and hatred. It's just I don't I don't understand. Like somewhere people are lost. All the struggles that people went through before us to be able to do the things that we want to do now and when is your own that has no regards, but yet you can get mad at another race. See, when I speak about the disrespect and the blatant racism and things of that nature from another race towards black or brown skin, it's because I love my blackness. 
and I love my black people. I just don't like the stupid ass shit that we do to one another. And that has to change. You got 15 year old kids getting killed. You have children leaving for school and not coming home. You have children leaving home, going to work, trying to do decent things, and they're being gunned down and robbed. You have classmates coming to school, shooting their student, their fellow students, classmates up and staff. Like, when does it stop? When does it stop? Make America great again? This is what they call making America great again? Since it's clearly like this, don't even get addressed. Never even talk about it. But my condolences to the family. And I pray that each and every last one of them get exactly what they have coming for them. And for everyone that stood there and watched this child be murdered, didn't bother to help, your day is coming as well. I don't wish anything bad for you, but your day is coming because you did nothing. As a woman, as a person, just as a human, I couldn't do that. I couldn't stand there and watch somebody go through that and not help. I can't. I joke sometimes and I say, dang, none of my business ain't got nothing to do with it. But to see a child, I can't. I can't. My condolences to the family and I continue to pray. And I can't control everybody. I can control what I do and what I teach my family and the people around me and what I speak and what I try to produce. And I try to continue to produce positivity and love, not turn into hatred that may, give, may be given to me. And that's all I can do. And I, I ask that each and every one of you continue to try to do the same thing. Be positive and continue to try to push positivity. That's all we can do. Sadly, we're going to move on to our eight-year-old. Well, I mean, this isn't sad news, but... An eight-year-old that was at the center of permit Patty controversy. Um, Patty, permit Patty is identified as Allison Adam, and she said she was only pretending to call police on the girl, is what she said. The eight-year-old girl, who a white woman allegedly called the police on for selling bottled water is going to get the chance to go to Disneyland because of the goodwill of a generous, 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 generous man. Now, there was a video that went viral showing the woman reportedly on a call with the cops to report the San Francisco girl for selling water. The young girl and woman lives have drastically changed for the better and for the worse. The woman identified as Allison Edel and pegged Permit Patty by the internet has defended herself against allegations of racism. Etta said that the girl and her mother were outside of her office building screaming to attract buyers. After a period of after a period, Miss Etta said she confronted the two and claimed to call the police because the young girl didn't have a permit to sell water. They were screaming about what they were selling. It was literally nonstop. It was it was every two seconds coming by my water. It was continuous and it wasn't a soft voice. It was screaming. Etta 
who reportedly runs a marijuana business, mm-hmm, you're on the right, claims she supports enterprising young women and her call to police was entirely faked. She said it was stupid. She said, I completely regret that I handled that so poorly. It was completely stress-related, and I should have never confronted her. That was a mistake, a complete mistake, and please don't make me sound horrible. It turns out, though, that the little girl was raising money for a trip to Disneyland. The girl and her mother, Instagram user, um, Laser Wave, received a flood of support after the video went viral from those tired of white people calling people, white people calling the cops on black people for doing mud dang things. Musician Jonathan Brandon was one of those people. And he reached out to the mother and daughter. He reportedly bought four tickets to Disneyland for the young girl. He said, I've purchased four adult peak tickets. No need to worry about age or date. I'd like to send a gift receipt via email that her mom will be able to access the tickets from. Please DM me an email address and I'll send that over right away. And you can see the receiver said, thank you. Your gift order is confirmed. Your gift order was successfully processed and confirmation of your purchase and the gift receipt have been mailed to and whoever that was. Um, Lazerway said, my cousin posted the video on Twitter and it went viral on there. So this man, Brandon, found out my daughter was selling bottles of water to go to Disneyland. And he decided to buy her four tickets. Thank you so much. We thank and appreciate you so much. I never expected all of this to come from me posting a video of a woman who was harassing my daughter. Thank you for teaching her all people aren't so shitty. And um, they had a video of the little girl when she learned that she was getting a video. Um, It's just crazy because since Edda's interview, someone who claimed to be the cousin of the mother and daughter harassed by Edda claimed Edda lied about the details of the innocent. Um, So I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe she did lie. All is well in the little girl's world. The little girl will be able to go to Disney World and um, and she'll be able to enjoy herself. And she good gestures like that is necessary for children because it, it teaches them that there are good people in the world and that you shouldn't put all children in the same same category. <clears throat> because not all people are the same and that's how I feel when it comes to a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, thank you, Mr. Brennan, for that beautiful gesture for this little girl. You made her day. You gave her something that she was trying to work hard to make happen. And for that, we have to do more of things like that. Just small gestures. That's it. It goes a long way. That's all we need. With that being said, you guys. That is all for me. I've done a long segment today. Um, I'm going to do one question as I end this, but thank you. I appreciate you. Talk to talk with Anita. Love to hate to hate.
All right, and my Q&A question that I have is from Samantha. She said, and she's actually 13, she said, why don't celebrities answer people on social media that are fans of them? They are fans, so what's the problem? Um, honestly speaking, and this is just my opinion of honestly speaking, celebrities are often times overwhelmed with the value of questions, volume of questions that they get through all of their um, social media platforms that they engage in. So they might want to answer your questions, but can't figure out where to start. Luckily though, for some platforms, exists that allow celebrities and influencers to see what questions, topics are most interesting to their followers. For instance, there is Snap Hunt. It's a, it's a platform that cuts through some of the noise around Snapchat and it shows only the most important topics to each celebrities that follows that the people follow. Um, but let me ask you something. Just imagine that you're a celebrity, right? And imagine you have millions of crazy teenagers and adults begging you to answer their questions. Only celebrities with a small fan base can answer fans on Twitter or YouTube all the time. But when you are Beyonce or Jay-Z, Selena Gomez, you don't have enough time to sit down and go through thousands of questions. That's why if they want to answer your question, they first contact the secretary who sorts through all the questions and find the ones the celebrity wants to answer. And only then can you get a real answer from the person themselves. Um, some do and some don't. Sometimes it's not even the celebrities. They have an assistant that take care of this for them. And for the most popular, have so many fans, like I said, contacting them every day. It's just an impossibility to respond to everyone they may respond to a few. They may not respond at all. A lot of times, though, they have to be careful because a lot of celebrities have stalkers that try to contact them this way, too. And Twitter is the most popular way I have seen celebrities communicate back and forth with um, their fans or answer their fans. There are a lot of celebrities and talents that use Twitter in this way. So I would say, sweetie, try to see if your parents would let you get on a Twitter account. It seems like they wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, and maybe you can um, get a, a res- reply back that way. Um, I hope that it helped. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, um, a part of me agree with the privacy on social media. And I think it works from two ends, from the user and from the social media platform. Um, and I think some of that plays a part as well. Um, I don't know. I just It's just different for everybody. Um, I, some people feel that if these celebrities wanted a private life in the first place, they wouldn't have joined the social media. And that's the whole concept behind it, opening yourself to everyone so that you can connect with others and you know, things of that nature. And you you can't just tell everyone you meet in real life about yourself. So social media provides an efficient way. Everything has its pros and cons. Even drinking a lot of water can cause you a death, you know. So it's your imagination which chooses the course of your fate when it comes to these celebrities and how they choose to interact with their fans. Um, I would just say try to communicate with them with, on Twitter. And I would just constantly send a message to them. And eventually maybe somebody will reply back. Um, to you Um, so I hope it helps peace (laughs) 
All right, Anita, love to hate to hate on Talk to Talk. Thank you guys for tuning into my podcast. First off, before I end this, I want to give my condolences again to the 15-year-old who was murdered by um, gang affiliated for wrongfully death. He was the wrong person that they were targeted for. They stabbed him. He suffered. There were bystanders. People watched and did nothing, and that disgusts me. For permit Patty that loses her business relationship after calling the cops on an eight-year-old black girl for selling water, Kimberly, um, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Allison Atta, I think that's her name, um, I'm going to keep praying for you. She owns a marijuana shop, so you should be able to have relations with people, especially with an eight-year-old child. Come on, for selling water that was trying to go to Disney, which Mr. Brennan paid four adult tickets for them to go to Disney World. Yes, honey, there are some good in this world. And for that, I'm thankful. I appreciate it, and I love it. And it's just refreshing um, to see it. Um, The BET 2018 Awards was amazing. Anita Baker was honored for the legendary um, award. Um, there was some BET Humanitarian Award that was split among James Shaw Jr., Naomi Wilder, and other young heroes of color. Congratulations to the honorees. Ryan Coogler was um, one Black Panther. He thanked Twitter and everyone else. He also encouraged Black people to visit Africa. Um, Jamie Foxx is the one that actually hosted the BET, which I think he did a great job. Other people, there were some that didn't like him. And he wanted um, Michael B. Jordan on stage to deliver the Black Panther line during his BET. And he kept saying, say it again. You know, this is the sign. This is the point that changed my whole life. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I think Michael B. Jordan is amazing. And, um, yeah. And he said, and the line, which I love it too, and I quote you, Bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from the shifts because they knew death was better than bondage. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And all that good stuff. Um, what else? Um, the the tribute that Jamie Foxx, Yolanda Adams, Ladessa, uh, Marshawn Persia. They did an amazing tribute to Anita Baker. It was amazing. Love it, love it, love it. Um, To the Trump supporters who made the comment to the Democrat um, about him being out of his cotton-picking mind, but then turned around and said his choice, his word choice was unexcusable, and he was sorry for that. I don't buy the apology, but, you know, it's not my apology to take, give, or send back. Um, I just think that you got to be mindful with how you talk to people. And if you can't handle pressure, you definitely should not get in confrontation. I'm just saying. To the Q&A, sweetheart, thank you for sending in your question to me. I wish you the best. I hope you get what you're looking for for your answer reply. And that is it for me. It is your girl, Anita Love to Hate with Talk to Talk Show um, on this Wired Moving Monday. Yes, I tried to tweak it, but oh well. Anyway, you guys continue to be motivated, continue to be moving, be wired all the time to be alert, to try, to push, to learn, all that good stuff. 
be encouraged to be better every day than what you day you were the day before. Continue to push positivity and love instead of negativity and hate. Never allow someone else's thoughts and opinion to dictate who and what you are of yourself. Remember to live, love, and laugh. Let your family and friends know that you love them today because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Allow God to be God. I need a love to hate. Talk to talk. Till next time, thank you and for your ear and your attention and your support. I thank you. Peace and love.